Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in on this Sunday evening. I am so honored to have you with me and allowing me to have a little time with you. Of course, my co-host, Pastor Josh, who's also the staff evangelist for Southwest Radio Ministries, he is with us today, and I'm just excited we could be together. So much to share when we talk about answers from Antioch, looking through the Word of God at what's going on in our world today. And my, 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 there is so many things happening. Of course, uh, prophecy ministries have been uh, all over this uh, attack in Israel, and rightfully so. They should be because there is scriptures that we certainly see happening. Uh, I see it, and I think many others do. I know Pastor Josh has got the latest on this information. He'll be sharing some of these things with you uh, in in his portion of our program today. But uh, let me just encourage you here that uh, there's much more going on here than just the physical battle. Now, the physical battle in Israel is horrible and horrendous there in Gaza. I'm telling you what, uh, a 50, over 1,500 Israelis, uh, I think the American death toll is up toward 30 now, and I, I understand England's lost that many, if not more. Uh, there's people missing uh, in the Palestinians, the innocent Palestinians there in Gaza Strip. Uh, 14, 1,500 of them, they say, have been killed as well. Uh, and it's a horrible time, but remember there's something that is happening that's even, can we say, in magnitude, many ways, that is driving this thing. It is horrible, and it is the spiritual battle that is going on. Believers that I know, they're in Israel. They're there now. They are believers. They're born-again children of God. They're telling us about spiritual battles that are horrible over there. The physical battles are there but I couldn't help but think of 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 3, 4, and 5. He says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. It's not the physical battle only that they're in. He says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, Satan's strongholds. We have to use spiritual weapons, my friend, to battle this. Don't forget, the mind is the battleground, and it's also the prize. Satan is battling hard to get your mind, and the Holy Spirit is battling to keep your mind and to take your mind and keep it in the Word of God and the will of God. And in verse 5, he tells us that we have to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There's the attack in our mind. I understand by believers over there, the greatest spiritual battle they've ever faced is right now, as well as the physical battle, the fear of the missiles 
and and all of that has happened last Saturday, a week ago, at the height of their holy days. Now, that's another sign of the spiritual battle here. Remember, that's Israel's most holy days. They were ending those up. And when does Satan attack? Then. That's the way he loves to attack, the shock, the awe. And Satan got in there then, my friend. And, of course, October, for many people that are involved in in Satanism and cultism and cults, uh, this is a special month for them, Halloween coming up. This is covenants of witches coming together in all of this, the worship of Satan, the worship of satanic uh, uh, idols, all of that. This is, this is a month of their, we could say, Satan's most holy days this month. So you see the spiritual battle here. I hope you do, because really we're battling that in America. We're battling it all over the world, but particularly here in America as well. Extreme spiritual battles going on with everyone, every believer that I know of. They're having one of the most, uh, can we say, intense spiritual conflicts in their souls as they've ever had in their entire lifetime as a Christian. Well, let me give you some encouragement today. Genesis chapter number 12. Uh, There certainly is the great blessing of any nation that will support Israel. We're promised that. Uh, I think now that we should say hallelujah that uh, we are as a nation supporting Israel. That's definitely uh, a blessing on our part from Almighty God. And the Lord told Abraham in Genesis 12, 1, Abraham, get thee out of thy country from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now listen at verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed, and all families of the earth have been blessed. All humanity has been blessed, past, present, and future, because through Israel came the Lord Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, the Savior of all humanity. So we all have been blessed, and we're continuing to be blessed. Any nation that will bless Israel and help Israel will be blessed. And I'm so thankful and grateful for that. And the other nations will be cursed. So understand, my friend, that uh, the greatest blessing we have in this is that we are a friend of Israel. We praise God for that. Now, something that uh, you may not know is that in the past two years, according to the Uh, Border Patrol, the Southern Border Patrol statistics, 73,000, about 73,000 of those illegal aliens that came in uh, that they have caught, they've called them special interest illegal aliens, special interest in the sense that they've come from countries that sponsor terrorism countries that support terrorism and have terrorist bases in those countries, 
We know for a fact, according to the Border Patrol figures, that in the past two years right here in America, uh, we've got 73,000. That's the ones that they've caught and they know of. What about all those that they haven't caught? Uh, Probably well over 100,000 right now in America that uh, very likely could be involved in terrorist activity right here in the United States of America. Here we got Harvard University students and other uh, college students that wants to show their support for terrorists. They call it the Palestinians, but it's not the Palestinian people. It's the terrorists. It's the terrorists that's in the Palestinian people. Of course, those are Palestinians as well, but they're demon-possessed. We see that. There's a spiritual battle going on there. They're demon-possessed, Satan-possessed people. And uh, you and I are blessed. Uh, We are blessed. America's blessed. England will be blessed uh, as being a supporter of the nation of Israel in this. But most of all, I want to just uh, tell you, encourage you today that this is a spiritual battle as well as a physical battle that's going on. And this spiritual battle definitely crosses the waters and the time zones, and it is right here in America tremendously. But don't forget we have the victory in Christ Jesus. We can cast down these imaginations And the battleground is our mind, I've said already. The prize is our mind. Satan wants it. But he is sending arguments to us. We will have in our minds these thoughts that Satan sends through there that we have to cast down. We have to run them through a a sifter in our mind and say, wait a minute. Is this who God is? is? Does this go against the character of God? Does this go against the Word of God? Does this fall in line with the will of God? And if that thought doesn't, cast it out. But Satan gives a lot of arguments. You remember how what he said to Eve? In his dealing with Eve, he was arguing against the goodness of God. He was arguing against the greatness of God. Oh, God's holding out on you, Eve. He knows that when you eat of this fruit, you'll be as intelligent as he is. He's not as good as you think, and he's not as great as you think, because uh, you can have a better life uh, by following me than fo- and my advice than following God. What a liar Satan is. What a murderer that he is. And ladies and gentlemen, you and I, know what's going on. And knowing this, you and I have the wonderful ability to claim the blood of Christ. I've been asked the question, Preacher, how do you battle these spiritual battles? Let me give you some important information here. Write these down. Make note of them. Here it is. Number one, you claim the blood of Jesus Christ. You claim the power of the cross. Not only the blood of the cross, which defeated and destroyed the works of the devil, Hebrews 2 tells us, 1 John tells us, but also the resurrection power of the cross. Remember what Paul said in Philippians 3.10, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Yes, that's exactly, exactly what Paul said, and so ladies and gentlemen, you and I know we can, number one, claim the power of the cross, the blood and the resurrection. 
That defeats the devil every time. Secondly, the Word of God. Get in that Word. Hide that Word in you. Philippians 4, whatsoever things are just and honest and and pure and lovely and of good report. Remember the verse there. Think on these things. He lists several things there. There again, that's the Word of God. Everything he mentions is truly God's Word. Hide that Word in your heart. Run every thought and before you consider it, before you even give it consideration, run it through the Word of God. Run it through the cross of Christ. When you realize, man, there's something wrong with this. There's something not right here. He's wanting me to doubt the goodness of God, the greatness of God. He's wanting me. These thoughts are not thoughts that will glorify God. And so you run it through this. You will be blessed if you do. And I encourage you to do that. So we have the weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, listen, Pastor Josh, the staff evangelist for Southwest Radio Ministries and co-host for our program, is coming now to share some great truths with you as well. Thank you, Pastor Brad, and thank you, friends, for tuning in. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Answers from Antioch, brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Our website is antiochbristol.com. We extend an invitation to you to come worship with us at any and all of our services here at Antioch. And driving directions, service times, contact information, it's all available right there at AntiochBristol.com. While you're there, you can find links to our Sunday service videos and audio that you can download. You can watch later. Archives are available for our Sunday services. Also, this program, Answers from Antioch, is available on various podcast platforms. If you have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, just search Answers from Antioch, and you can automatically receive the downloads every time that we put out a brand new episode. We have a Monday through Friday 10-minute program, and then this weekend 30-minute program. So we encourage you to check out Answers from Antioch on those podcast platforms and subscribe to that. Now, of course, as Pastor Brad was saying, the news of the week centers all around the conflict that's happening in Israel. And I've shared some uh, things through social media and writing and various other means uh, about this during the week. But uh, just to recap, we know that there's thousands of deaths associated with these attacks. It's horrific. It's horrendous. The things that are happening, the messaging that we're hearing from people, just the brutality of what the terrorists have been doing. And yes, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Whether or not some of the news outlets want to say that, they really are. And I mean, for Pete's sake, if you wouldn't be willing to label the Nazis as bad, then you certainly wouldn't be able to label Hamas as bad and vice versa. Uh, It's ridiculous, really, I think, because while it's hyperbole at this point to call this a second Holocaust of the Jews. It is not hyperbole. Again, I say it's not hyperbole to say that the same spirit that the Nazis had that we see working in Hamas, the same hatred 
the same level of oppression and willing to do anything, the most despicable things imaginable to human beings uh, is just atrocious. And so that same attitude, the same hatred, the same mindset that propelled Hitler and the Nazis to act out the atrocities that they acted out upon the Jewish people is the same attitude, mindset, hatred that Hamas, Hezbollah, these other terrorist organizations are perpetrating upon the Jewish people as we speak. I won't get into the gory details of all of that. No doubt you've seen and heard some of the things from the various outlets that have expressed just the horrendous ways that innocent people, men, women, children, elderly, young, it doesn't matter, just despicable and deplorable actions. It's almost beyond imagination to think that one human could do this to another human, but it just goes to show you how far sin will blind your mind, how far hatred will blind your heart, and how far these things will really take you down, down, down in this spiral of sin and demonic uh, oppression. Pastor Brad said it correctly. This is not just a physical battle. This is not just uh, a battle between people groups. This is a spiritual battle that's taking place. And this spiritual battle reveals who the true father of the terrorist is. Ironically, they say they're doing, doing this in the name of their God, but we know their God is not the Father. It's not the God of the Bible. It is Satan. Their actions reveal that they worship Satan in reality because only Satan could hide this evil in someone's heart, just like it was with Hitler. So now it is with these modern-day terrorists. And this reveals who their God really is, a demon God, a false God, a God who is filled with hatred toward innocent lives and is willing to kill anyone in the name of their religion. If you look at the history of Islam, you see that it spread by the sword. You see that it spread in this manner. And I'm not broad brushing. I'm not saying all Muslims are evil terrorists. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying if you look at how their religion spread, if you look at the fundamental doctrines, and these terrorists are often referred to as Islamic fundamentalists because they believe the fundamentals of their faith. They take the Quran as uh, saying what it actually says, and they're walking according to what the Quran actually teaches. Those who are more moderate, those who are more, could we call it liberal, in their practice, don't really take the Quran as literal. And they just say, be nice to each other, be a nice person, and, and when you die, your good works, if they outweigh your bad works, and you get into heaven, and that's the way it goes. But they're not concerned about uh, the fundamentals of their faith. And yet, if you read the Quran for what it is and take it at face value, and you believe what it says, then you're going to buy into this kind of ideology. And the Scripture blatantly warns us against this in the New Testament. It says that even if an angel comes down to you with a different doctrine than what we're telling you, don't believe it. Look at the cults. Look at the false religions that have been started on the basis of angelic revelation. Muhammad claimed to have angelic revelation. 
Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, claimed to have angelic revelation, and others that said that an angel came down and gave me this word and told me to share it. And we see that what's resulted by people buying this message of an angelic being came down and gave me this to give to you. And they bought into it hook, line, and sinker. When the New Testament explicitly tells us, written way before Islam was started, written way before uh, Mormonism was started, even if an angel comes down to you and shares another gospel with you, don't listen to them. It's not authentic. It's not real. It's a false gospel that you're buying into. The Apostle Paul warned the church about that in the book of Galatians. And so we need see the need to stand strong upon the truth, to know what's true, to stand in the truth. And that leads me to say, what can we do? It may sound cliche at first, but we can pray. You know, I shared here a couple weeks ago that sometimes we feel like, well, all I can do is pray. And sometimes the liberals accuse Christians of saying, oh, yeah, they're offering up more thoughts and prayers. But you know what I have seen? during this Israeli crisis, this war that's going on, that there have been Christians who are being encouraged by Israelis to keep up the prayers. People from Israel are thanking Christians across the world who are praying for them. Some have remarked that we can feel your prayers. We know that God is answering your prayers. We can see God is answering your prayers here. What a testimony that that is. And so pray. And that leads us to ask another question. How can we pray? What should we pray? We can pray for righteousness to win. We can pray for God to protect his people. We can pray that God would bring to justice those who are the masterminds behind these things, those who are the leaders, those who are the schemers, those who are the plotters that he would bring them to justice, and that God would bring truth to light in this whole situation. Uh, One of the most important things that I think that we can pray for is souls, that God would use this to speak to the Jews and Arabs and others about their soul, about eternity, about truth, about the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, that they would see him through this and in this. We can pray that what Joseph experienced would also be the experience here, that what the enemy intended for evil, God turned it into good. And we can pray that way, that God would take what the enemy has perpetrated and meant to destroy and to rob and to kill and to violate and turn it into something That is miraculous and beautiful and wonderful. God has a way of doing that, doesn't he? So we can pray to that end and trust our Lord for these things. David said it this way when he stood against Goliath. The battle is the Lord's. The spiritual battle belongs to God. He is the victor. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're told elsewhere in Scripture. And so we know that we are on the winning side. We are working and praying from 
a position of victory. We're not praying for victory. We're praying from spiritual victory through Christ Jesus, our Savior and our Lord, and praise God for that. So that's the first thing we can do is pray. Secondly, we can find unique ways to support the people in Israel. We need to be aware of what's going on. We need to continue to update ourselves and inform ourselves about what's happening over there so that we can continue to keep them in prayer. We can continue to remember what's happening there in that part of the world. And we don't turn a blind eye to other parts of the world as well. We still need to be praying these kinds of prayers for the situation happening in the Ukraine and in Russia. And I'm afraid that the way that Hamas is currently treating this situation with Israel, that it's going to turn into a long, drawn-out kind of process. They're trying to slow things down. The bombings have significantly decreased, but they're staying at a constant rate. They're not just stopping altogether, but they've slowed way down. And I think the point is that they're just going to try to be more strategic and try to continue the terror at a slower pace to let Israel know we're in this for the long haul. And Israel has redoubled its efforts and said, we're in this for the long haul. So I'm afraid we're going to see another Russia-Ukraine type of environment where we're rolling over 300, 400, 500, 600 days in these conflicts. And are we going to be willing to, to stay up to date on what's happening? You know, hundreds of thousands have died between Russia and Ukraine You don't hear much mention about it anymore. When the war first broke out, the first little bit, we were talking about Ukrainian Christians and how they're trying to flee to safety. But uh, maybe shame on us, but we've neglected that and we've forgotten about that conflict that's claimed literally hundreds of thousands of lives. The conflict, this war in Israel is brand new, so it grabs our attention. We're just in the low thousands in terms of the total deaths here. And yet... Is it going to wane? Is our attention going to wane as these things continue on? So I want to encourage us. Let's not forget what's happening. Let's not forget this is the only conflict going on in the world. There's other conflicts. There's other places that we can be praying. And I know that this, as Pastor Brad said, there's a spiritual component to all these wars, all these battles. We know that God is in control. And so that leads me to the next thing is we can rest We can trust God. We can know that He is in control. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to cower down or hunker down and and say, what's going to happen? The sky's falling. The world's falling apart. No. Trust God in this, through this, in all things. Look to Him through eyes of faith. That's the difference between David and And the other soldiers that were fighting against him is that he trusted God with eyes of faith. They allowed fear to conquer them and control them. David said, nope, I'm going to allow God to control me. And he stepped in and made a big difference that turned the whole situation around because he was willing to trust his great God when he said the battle is the Lord's. May we have that same resolve to stand today. Lastly, let me say this. 
Find ways that you can support Israel, not just through prayer, not just through keeping your mind on them and what's going on there, not just through standing strong on God's truth, but maybe there's an organization, a good organization that's reputable that you can invest in and encourage them. There's lots of good Christian groups that are reaching out, and you can find more information about all those kinds of things online and by searching those things. But just prayerfully consider how you might be involved in sending support to those in need, to those who need help in Israel. These are just some practical ways that we can stand against the atrocities that we're seeing in our day. It's pure evil on display. My prayer is that it will be expelled and exposed. And of course, we know the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus, is coming. And when he comes, he's going to bring peace that will last for all of eternity. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.